0: And uh, thank you again, for uh, Heather, for asking me to be the 10-minute today. Um, it's, it's always a pleasure and honor. Um, welcome to the newcomers, and congratulations on two years. Um, it's definitely an awesome deal. And um, I said I'm recovered, and I, did, I don't say that because I got a diploma or I graduated from the program. It's just basically, it's simply that first promise in the beginning of the big book that showed us how a hundred, what was it, the exact wording here? And it says the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. I recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And um, it wasn't always like that out there, you know? And um, I, I was a nutball and uh, at an early age, Um, I can remember trying to arrange life to kind of uh, fit the way I wanted it or um, because I was sure that if I could arrange this little set the way I wanted it, that it not only would be great for me, but it would also be the best thing for you too. And, um, you know, there was little things like if I wanted little things and I didn't get them. Um, I would basically take them and um, I'm not an alcoholic because my folks told me I was an alcoholic or my friends said you drink too much. Um, It wasn't because I stole things to support a drug habit. Um, It wasn't because I, I um, had many blackouts and drove drunk. Um, It basically sums this up 14 pages after demoralization. It talks about we agnostics it's with this one a few little sentences it sums up the first few steps which basically it's a if when honestly you want to find if when honestly want to you find you cannot quit entirely or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take you probably are alcoholic if that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness, which only a spiritual experience will conquer. We're in spiritual battle, folks. And, um, and I didn't even know it, you know. Um, I, thought, I thought I had a monopoly on this whole spirit game because I was a cradle Catholic. I was an altar boy. And when, when I actually found the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, The first time around, which is back in the '80s, and um, I was a I was scared little kid, riddled with fear about everything, and um, I just wanted the heat to get off of me, you know. Um, They gave me a great um, relapse prevention program, and um, told me all about endorphins and this and that, and and kind of you know led me to the rooms of AA, but I was very young and. Um, I did a lot of the coffee shop AA and, you know, basically was, you know, checking out the females and, um, going to dances and, you know, kind of working some Hazleton pamphlets that were from the hospital. I I really, my sponsor at the time, um, I think he gave me enough just to hang myself, (laughs) you know, I don't think he knew I wasn't done, you know, and, um. It had nothing to do with that sponsorship program because his sponsor was um chuck harper who's passed away and um these guys these guys were legends you know the rooms i sat in, i put my my hand up and they just kind of tell me to shut up i have nothing to say in my first year because it was all lies and um you know and they were right i had i had to get on with my life and you know i i didn't find my way back home well, it took me 14 years to get back here. And, um, I found my, I found my way back home in 2001 It was July 28th and that was via, um, hit and run and, uh, nobody was hurt or injured. Um, it just cost a lot of money. And, uh, but it put me back in the rooms and this time I was done. Um, I gave up. I was tired of living the life I had lived. Um, the wheels basically had fell off. And um, I I found a man to be my sponsor. And I was willing to give this thing a fair shot. You know, he, he took me through the work. And um, I remember getting to the fourth step and I was hesitant. And, you know, it was really cool until I got to... A little deeper and then I started locking doors and hiding and, and doing the rest of it and as we got went through that the fifth step sixth step I'm getting towards the end and he's saying you know you got to start sponsoring guys and um, I was just like you know I can't even wipe my own butt you know and I don't know what you mean you know and and he basically said well that's not for you to decide son that's for God to decide and um, I embarked on this path of sponsoring these kids, and um, it got to the point where I had so many guys I was sponsoring. I think it was back when I was four years sober or something like that, and it was uh, probably one of my most challenging years where I, I had a a lot of loss, just a lot of, it was material loss, you know, it was like the job, the girl, the a dog died and during all this process, each time something would happen, the only thing that had correlated was I was picking up another sponsee right before something would happen. So I would get up at a meeting, I'd see this this guy look at me from across the room and lock eyes and I know he's gonna ask me to be a sponsor. I wanna turn around and run because I'm wondering what else is gonna be, you know, leave me. You know, I wasn't looking at at, at this as, God's way of saying, you know, I'm placing this person in your life to get you through this, you know, Um, from being a person that hated people when I got here, um, I had no idea that my greatest joy would be sitting across the table from another alcoholic or addict and take them through the work, basically take their hand, go through this book, page by page, paragraph by paragraph, line by line. hand them off to god you know what a blessing that is you know at year eight um the road i don't know if the road gets narrower but um i knew i wasn't going to get loaded but i wanted some extra insurance and i wandered into a a room of a different fellowship who actually were really thumping the book and i'd never i kind of you know I wasn't really hip but this i was hearing a message of depth and weight that I had never heard in a lot of the meetings I was going to. And I was wondering, you know, how are they getting this? And this guy that had just a little small amount of time was speaking these words that I remembered hearing in the big book, reading in the big book. And um, I found, you know, just, I always found out where all the good stuff was, you know, when I was out there and it was like, I would try to find out who was supplying that moonshine, who's, you know, it was like, I wanted to find that good, that good head change stuff. I was going to find out who was supplying it and, and get in with them. So I asked who had taken them through the work and um, asked this gentleman to take me through the work at eight years. And he's the guy that really introduced me to this in such a way that um, where we basically transcribe and have it the decency of really looking at, at yourself in myself mm-hmm. and seeing what I truly suffer from, you know, I'm not just raising my hand saying I'm an alcoholic or an addict without even knowing why, you know, um, because <sighs> it was, uh, there was other substances or certain things that I didn't, I can't relate to, you know, they looked at these experiences from these guys in here with, with Fred and Jim. And it's like, these perfect examples where they've been baffled by the fact that, you know, once I stop, you know, why can't I stay stopped, you know? And um, because basically if I start, you know, if I start this again, I start that whole cycle again. I think I have about a minute. So I'm gonna try to wrap this up really super quick in the fact that if you are new or relatively new, I urge you to um, find yourself somebody who has a clear-cut knowledge of what they suffer from and have found a way out and have a working knowledge of the big book. And so they can basically take you through this and hand you off to God so that you can have a, a life beyond your wildest beliefs. Thank you for letting me share.